Hey hey welcome back to my podcast you're listening to what am i watching right now with your host Anjali Sinha and on today's episode i'm going to talk about this new show limited series more like it that i've watched and it's called inventing anna and we are going to get into it so grab a cup of coffee or something and let's get into it so from the first uh point of view for which for me was the trailer it looked really interesting and i think i read articles about uh anna delvey when the i think her news broke out a couple of years ago and i i think it was like going around instagram back then and then i completely forgot about it as once one does uh, when things like that happen and yeah that's about it but yeah um i watched the limited series after watching that and i to be honest didn't expect a lot because uh i think since squid game i have not watched something that's like so multi-layered like this uh new limited series that is inventing anna and um, yeah i i enjoyed it so yeah so uh for this uh podcast episode i think i have to put in a disclaimer so i'm going to put in a disclaimer So here's my disclaimer. There's no glorifying crime and criminal intent in this podcast episode. All perspectives or or all views sh- that are shared are subjective and basically what I perceived through my own analysis while I watched the limited series. So there goes your disclaimer and I disclaimed it. So let's go into it um basically this is a story of a journalist the fake german hires and the uber rich people of ny and uh, i think the series starts with this uh, original article that was written by the journalist jessica pressler and it's still up there uh, it's uh, it's published under the cut if you go and google it you'll probably see the article and it starts with um it starts with something really interesting she says that a tip of 100 dollars dollars is passed through the concierge and uh, because that's how anna delvey tipped <laughs> and why I feel like this is so multi-layered is this because there are four different arcs that are going on. For example, the first arc is journalist Jessica Pressler's story. Her story, her motivation, uh why she needs it, why she wants it, which is very nice. It's not like she's just there to show you um 
she's just there to aid in telling the Anna Delvey story. So that's why I really really liked it and her you know her her character goes through a you know whole character arc through this nine episode series so that was also interesting to watch the second arc we follow is of course anna delby you watch her character development or the lack of it so this is something which you can call like negative progression or maybe you know there's basically no progression so i may even call it why am i even calling it negative but i'm still calling it negative progression of character development whatever and the third arc is the lawyer her private criminal defense lawyer that is Todd Spodek and his arc like he has a whole arc throughout the series and that just gives it like so many layers i really love that and the fourth one is um the people who are affected by delvey's swindling so we get like four layers of story going on at any point in the series you you are always following jessica's story you are always following Todd's story you are always following uh, Anna's story and that is uh, layered with the plot points which actually happened some parts are fictional and some parts are not fictional at all so every episode <laughs> comes with this very cheesy disclaimer that all parts of this series are made up except for those parts that are not something like that and uh, yeah the the show does does try to give you a fictional narrative but this is a true crime documentary series but this is to be expected you know whenever netflix touches something that's like true life crime it becomes a bit of a fictional narrative because i don't uh, i think you can make documentaries as like you know uh true life but then there will be no story there is no character development you are just getting a uh video depiction of the events that have ha- that has happened that has had happened and you're just watching it because it it has been materialized like that but uh with this one i think shonda rhimes that is the creator of the series i think she wrote the screen play or yeah you should call it a screenplay or the, she was the writer let's just say that and not a, this is not a screenplay this is not a movie so just let's just call her the writer so shonda rhimes took it uh, this and she optioned the right for anna delvey's uh, life because basically she's selling you a story about her life and the things that happened before she uh, got arraigned for her you know uh, charges that she that, that she was accused of and um, yeah and i did a lot of research before i'm making this podcast because this is not really a, a fictional story so i can't just say something there's a lot of um 
due diligence that I have to do before I can really spout things. So I have to also check certain things to make sure what I'm saying is actually true or not because then that will also flip a story or a memory or a part of the story different differently for you. And uh, basically uh, in the series there are like four main characters apart from um, the lawyer, Anna's defense lawyer. Uh, Jessica Pressler that's the journalist covering a story there's a dude that she hangs out with that is like a close friend but then he disappears after the first show so he is he's not a character that we follow throughout the rest of the series so I I mean he was somewhat of a protagonist but then we forget about that so the rest of the people be that we are left with uh, are um, you know Casey the personal trainer Rachel that is uh, a friend that pays for Anna's Morocco trip Uh, we have Anna herself so she's a main character and we have Neff and there are two other people like Val is this woman that they live with I'm forgetting her name so that's it she was she acted like a mentor for Anna for a day basically Anna wanted her to um, acknowledge her presence because that old woman who was on the board of like five philanthropic institutions preferred Anna's boyfriend over her uh, because Anna's boyfriend her ex-boyfriend had like a startup going on so yeah and that's all the characters but i i think because the majority of the series follows uh the lawyer the journalist anna delvey her three friends so uh, that's why i'm counting them as like main characters because they get like a character arc casey doesn't get much of a character arc because I think she is um, shown, she is, depict, she is depicted as a mature woman who's a trainer, who's very much uh, in flow with her business, that uh, she has the mind to keep like business and professional, uh, professional, sorry, to keep her personal and professional lives different and to create like strong boundaries so she doesn't but yeah there's a bit of uh, a character change in Casey herself as well at the end of the limited series which again I went and read like Rachel's Rachel's article which she which she said that it's like a bit fictionalized because uh Rachel and Casey were never close friends anyway she did like them she did hang out with them but they were not really close friends so i'm not sure if it happened or not but in the show it does happen like rachel sorry casey questions rachel's uh, motivations for getting anna uh, caught i mean uh, rachel is a part of a sting operation that gets anna arrested so yeah also this this podcast is going to 
basically tell you the whole thing but again i don't feel like i'm spoiling anything for you because this has been out in the world for like 4 years or something i think it's happened around um 2000 something around 17 18 but yeah around 17 18 so this has already been going on for a few years and people who have read like the articles they already know everything so this is just like a fictional narrative and hence spoilers and hence i cannot explain everything cannot really give my own two bits if i'm not going to talk about the show in itself and again like i i'm not spoiling anything because it has been already out for a while so yeah that's all I feel like um the sh- the show I'll just call it a show you heard that it's a limited series right so let me just call it a show so the show actually tries to comment on a few things which I found like really interesting because I feel like everyone's character is a bit different and I think uh Anna's closest friends were Neff and Rachel Casey was like just a personal trainer that they hung out with and I don't know why even though Casey says that she has like strong professional boundaries she still participates with them I think it's because uh, her business was somewhat of a friend who's also a personal trainer so they hang out and they are like chummy with each other basically that was her professional services like one of them and uh, it makes sense so um yeah back to the original thought um uh, casey is not casey sorry uh rachel and uh, anna are comparatively opposite of each other in um, the way th- they act towards the world like anna is devoid of emotion like tactless uh disrespectful cunning a little bit and she would make like classist uh remarks uh especially towards snef snef was this concierge as well and rachel is on the other hand when you see her character when they go on that marrakesh trip um and uh, she's like polite when she's been being bullied and uh, bullied yeah in a sense that she was bullied to pay for uh, the majorel majorel gardens trip uh, i don't know how to pronounce that so if that was wrong please forgive me and um, anna anna just was like a spoiled rich kid so she would say things like that and once uh, i think there are different parts of the show where that's highlighted so cannot really tell you specifically so you, when you will watch you'll see it anyway so she makes like harsh comments and uh, rachel on the other hand is polite is nice and uh, she thinks that uh, anna is smart and funny and she still takes her side even though i read in an article that Rachel didn't do that and uh, I I it's also like very weird because the show makes you um uh, makes you s- 
see a very um, how do i say like a negative a negative progression a negative progression because rachel from the beginning of the show was a almost a nice person as nice as any average person you would meet and uh, then her character then her character is questioned because of the you know fictional narrative and you see that she's turning her friend a fr- her friend in to get her power back which in her own way makes sense but you know since the show sympathizes like the because uh let me be clear the show is sympathizing with Anna Delvey and uh, you are there to because because why the show is sympathizing with Anna Delvey because Anna Delvey is the protagonist and it cannot just go on without sympathizing with her and that's why the show is sympathizing with Anna so when the show is sympathizing with Anna you have to be against you have to pick sides like it's always there you know like you have to pick sides so when the trial is going on uh, you have to pick sides and Rachel is on the opposite side so the lawyer her Anna's lawyer questions puts uh, Rachel on the stand and then he questions uh, you know her motivations uh, about you know turning Anna in getting her arrested and we found we find out that not only she got like her 62 62000 dollars back that uh, anna made her pay anna put on her work amex card but we also find out that she was paid for the uh, article she wrote initially for vanity fair then she's uh, being paid to write a book about her you know anna like my friend it's called like my friend anna and then her book was also optioned for film rights by hbo so you see like uh she's made all of that money back and <laughs> the the lawyer the lawyer says that you uh, monetized your traumatic experience but it's also very very ironic because in this day and age everyone who is a creator who's you know who has like a creator profile on instagram or on youtube who calls themselves themselves a creator is in a way you know monetizing their trauma you know or whatever we call a traumatic experience and on some level i've also done that because whenever i've gone through a heartbreak i've written like blog posts about it i mean i'm not charging uh, for ads but you know wordpress has had put ads on that um web page so someone is making money so someone is making money off of that but i'm not getting any cut off it though yeah uh and this podcast is not monetized either but just just a line of thinking that yeah the show makes a lot of co- comments like this and this is just one um if we sit down and um, if i classify every comment that the show makes um it'll be really interesting and it'll also take us a really long time to finish this podcast episode but yeah there are a lot of things like this the show comments and it's very interesting for me to see because um uh, also the lawyer's end credits or the 
uh, ending statements you know when you start a case in a in a court you start with like opening statements where you talk about um you basically try to um, build a narrative and her anna's lawyer starts with a narrative about who was it yeah frank sinatra frank sinatra used to put like women to faint in the first line uh lines of all audience wherever whenever he would play so he could uh, make it a uh, seem as like women are really discombobulate <laughs> women faint from he- listening to him sing and that's the same thing like anna did she came in this new york uh, party circle or wherever the social group and she uh, kind of took everyone by surprise she made her way she came in with like a trail blazing fake <laughs> german um hires vibes and she made everyone like super interested in her and the show really characterizes that like uh when her ex boyfriend is trying to i don't know lure in an investor on a yacht somewhere and she she comes in and she says something very interesting and the old dude who's like an investor he's like oh wow yeah that's a great thing let me just give you my money so yeah <laughs> i really like that and i also um it because i'm laughing because it's true it's ironic and it's also like satire and i've read the original article that uh really broke the story of anna and yeah in that it was a line that i think her articles ends with or maybe somewhere it says that um it it was so easy uh because anna did what anybody would do uh she came in new york and she came in the new york social circle and she gave everyone shiny objects and she showed everyone that she had a lot of wealth and she had money and maybe 100 dollar bills and people just stopped trying to think after that like she she maybe had so much money that she lost track of it basically that she was forgetful for, with her money because she had so much and yeah people just stopped uh i don't know ra- rationalizing her behaviors because she would also um not pay for things she didn't pay for her hotel stays and she is a criminal and she has been charged with larceny and also she has i think she has already done her um sentence so uh i feel also we are talking about that calling someone a criminal so when does one person stop start or stop calling someone a criminal like do you still call them because they have already completed their sentence for that crime so it's like there are so many interesting questions that came into my mind after watching <laughs> inventing anna and while watching it like it's so so insightful i don't know it made me think and even though i went on google and everyone was like 
um i don't know there were very mixed reviews uh, some people were uh, like that it's a man dominated world and uh, shonda rhimes is trying to give you a very feministic view of women in business and how men get away with uh, you know so many bad things which is also true i'm not disagreeing with that but also like since anna was poor she couldn't and right now she's also put into uh, she's back in a penitentiary but that is for she because she overstayed her visa and that's a very different thing and that was not highlighted in the series so yeah it's interesting that's something i can say um also at certain parts like anna says that it's easy it's easy to get money to do things but she she's also like really really heartbroken when her loans do not pass through even though she does everything in her power to make it like she she says several times in the series that i work very hard for everything i have and she is literally doing a lot imagine trying to fool like five or six banks when you literally have nothing you're poor or you come from like a middle class family uh you're trying to in invigorate like mm, top guys she's mingling with bill gates like you have to have some level of confidence to do all of that without feeling like self conscious or feeling like you do not belong but she's doing all of that and all of, all of that same time there's so so much pressure if her loans will go through or not and she's just making contacts with people who do not even like know her that well she's <laughs> she's taking a jet uh even though she doesn't she was just i think she was just like i don't know like uh what's it called like put in touch like you know when you go to a party and just talk to someone and you're like you do not become a close acquaintance yeah she was just like a mere acquaintance of the ceo of uh, of the company that whose jet she stole basically and yeah so many things uh, that the show talks about comments it's written really well that's something like i was looking at the way uh trying to analyze the way the creators the writers uh wrote the show and i really liked the script the way every character got their little arc um every character thing sorry every character narrative was um resolved at the end commentary issues uh the millennial culture like new york's obsession with money and things feel like it's part of that culture it's like the great gatsby in modern times yeah 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 super over over indulgence opulent lifestyles people people living in five star hotels for months and not paying the bills or somehow defraud defrauding someone or getting a loan from a bank to pay for this lifestyle so she's like a chronic hustler and she will do anything to 
maintain this lifestyle it also makes me think about <laughs> one recent documentary that i watched but i didn't research it that much which is also around uh women getting swindled and it's also interesting because netflix released that and i watched it and then they released like inventing anna and i watched this as well and i think the biggest uh thing in this show and in that show is that this show and that show <laughs> ends up with a woman getting swindled and these are just everyday people they do not come from money and they are not like super rich or uber rich so imagine like a debt of 62000 hanging by your throat and even though like Rachel got her money back by um you know making deals or uh writing um stories or optioning her book for film rights or whatever i do not care but imagine just having that much of debt and imagine just imagining the stress of what that would do to a person that that comes from an ordinary home like middle class or something and being able to think just think like what debt does to you so so many layers and really liked it and yeah that's all even though the show sympathizes with anna but there are few character traits that really irked me about almost everyone so with anna is like she says there's uh you know no shortage of capital in ny but shortage of talent people people like me are in born every day but she still gets caught she still manages to get caught uh she doesn't cover her track so even she's you know doing something that you can say crime which is crime like she did go to jail for it but she doesn't really succeed at it like she's mediocre at that so that's also very weird like um uh, you're set you're setting yourself up as this like huge uh i don't know con in history or something but you're still getting caught at it so that's like super mediocre then jessica pressler she says like in the beginning of the series that she's only after anna for her story because it has to save her journalism or her career or whatever and it does so but then at the end she feels sorry for anna like she empathizes with her even though anna says like really weird comments about her body and like oh you're fat or and oh you do not know how to dress like very weird stuff and i feel like even though jessica says that i was in it for the story i'm just here to get what i need and we do not have to be friends but she does go out of her way to do just that and like lets her family life be affected same with todd he he says that like yeah i need this to get more clients i need this i need to win this case but then he ultimately loses as well and his family life is also affected you see like his wife storming off 
in anger at the end which is also like weird people are setting up their characters as something and then they are doing something entirely else out of character things and uh i don't i don't i don't think that there's like a resolve and even though rachel says that like i'm she's polite and everything but yeah another thing that does come to your mind that she never once tried to pay even though i'm sure working at vanity fair she was making more than what neff was making and neff did cover her you know bill that one time that like anna's card doesn't go through so it was also interesting and uh, she does manage to get conned uh by giving away $62,000 with Neff it's it's almost the same like she says that she's like Anna's right or die in the big in the beginning or the middle when they get they become friends but like when uh her payment or when Anna fails to supply um credit card on file she also like questions uh the authentic authenticity of anna in a sense like yeah she's not a real dicky so everybody kind of veers away from what they said and then it changes and at the end neff is trying to make rachel feel bad for being conned out of money even though the same thing has happened to her uh when if the same thing ha- would have happened to her which came super close to ha- happening she literally changed her tune which i was it really irked me like what are these characters and like they are doing so out of character things uh if the con would have gone through nef would be the person who would be very very against anna but it's like at the last moment anna manages to get the money for nef it happens like i feel like Anna would have done the same thing in Rachel's case as well but I feel like since her you know loan application didn't come through the money didn't come through so she couldn't pay Rachel back and like she was out of all of her devices there was no way ahead like she was gone but in Anna's head she was like you know my loan would come through i will start this anna delby foundation and when she would have i think $62,000 would be nothing that would have been made in like in a day or something and anna would have easily gave the money to you know rachel or if that like loan have had come through she would have instantaneously given the money to rachel so it's like very people are doing very out of character things it yeah weird complex complicated but i still like that <laughs> I have to agree a little bit with her uh, Anna's lawyer whose whole argument was that she came dangerously close because she did come dangerously close to conning like five banks and uh, yeah I feel like her real tragedy was not conning because in her mind she thought that she can uh make this Anna Delvey foundation thing come alive and she would pay back money to everyone that she owed it from 
her real tragedy was not conning someone out of their money her tragedy was her plans not falling through at least that's what the show hinted on and wanted you to think again like i wasn't there so i don't really know but that's what i took away from the show and uh, anna's character uh, was a bit delusional so she thought uh, whatever she's going to do it's going to come through and then she can like pay back her friend and pay back everyone that she's borrowing from or the restaurants she's eating at or the places that she's living at she didn't really want to do that she just wanted to have a lifestyle and it also is a very good commentary about our money obsessed world where we will do anything to be a part of a picture that's going to go on a social media platform and at the end of the day we just want to become pixels and we'll do the most heinous things to become that pixel which someone would find attractive and probably like or share or god knows do what and uh, yeah we'll do anything to keep that lifestyle up for people who don't even know us and who also to be honest don't really care about us and that was interesting also uh i think i really enjoyed this show because it was covered from a journalistic angle i think that was the glue of the show whoever uh portrayed jessica pressler's character was super super good at it and i think that's why i really enjoyed the show because normally the journalistic angle is just there sometimes to aid the story which is basically a fictional narrative but yeah i felt like the whole journalistic angle really made sense for me and made me keep watching it and yeah it gave a lot of food for thought because you're not just getting this like one-sided one-handed you know view of someone who has written it but you're getting it from like three or four different points so if anna was making a tactless comment that you know i am like people like me are not born every day my intellect is super supreme but she also comes across as this dumb girl that is delusional but again for rachel she becomes this you know this person who's like super ambitious for nef she is this ambitious person that she will that will do anything to get what she wants and that's like aspirational for nef so you from for just one simple thing you get like four or five viewpoints and i think that's what made me think a lot about this show and um there are points where you know like anna encourages nef to go after her dreams and you know everyone is like anna is working hard to make everything that to make everything come alive or like whatever her dreams are to make them come alive and she will not stop at anything so she goes from this boss woman to a con and i feel like a con is a con when someone is unable to pay the money you know it's not a con and if someone does end up paying and i think from the show i felt like she did want to she did wanted to pay rachel the money back because she does 
indeed like sends her like 5000 from somewhere she does some kind i don't know maybe she defrauded uh, she defrauded someone else or probably she asked her dad but she does pay her a little bit of the money back so it's not like she didn't but also it it made you feel guilty sympathetic for everyone and that's why i think it's a good show because you see things from like five different angles and it makes you just think you know like anna did pay everyone back the money sh- that she did owe as restitution charges from her netflix deal like uh since shonda rhimes uh changed uh optioned her you know life rights and she made this series and she was paid and i mean anna was paid and then anna paid the money that she owed to the thing i'm trying to say is like all parties are paid back the money they were owed to so yeah i uh, feel like it's also a very nice commentary and a paradox on our money world so uh, because still like anna chose to put herself in a position and she chose to like you know use her money to be paid as restitution uh because in the first place she could shouldn't have like done that or could have stopped herself from doing that and that's why i think i like the show again because it's a paradox and you get like all these differing angles and you see things differently and it makes you think and yeah that's interesting for me Thank you for coming and listening to this podcast episode with me and I really enjoyed having you here thank you for talking to me it was nice talking to you